0: Welcome to the Life 21 Church Podcast. Thanks for joining with us today as we explore the Gospel of Matthew. We pray that as you listen, you would come to more fully understand the answer to this age-old question, who is this Jesus? Hello everyone, welcome to episode number 64. This is Jesus' wisdom regarding marriage. This Jewish man 2,000 years ago, the son of the living God, is a genius. Let's enjoy together verses 1 through 12 of chapter 19 as Jesus speaks into something that was so pertinent for his time and maybe even all the more so for the times that we are facing today. Verse 1 of chapter 19 when jesus had finished saying these things he left galilee and went into the region of judea to the other side of the jordan large crowds followed him and he healed them there before we continue on in the text i just want to highlight this beautiful picture of large crowds following jesus in this transition Sometimes Jesus would heal people along the way, but it seems like with this crowd, he waited until the other side of the Jordan, and then he began healing them there. Today, as we go into this journey talking about male and female, gender and sexuality and marriage, may we be followers of Christ, but also may we be used of God to help lead the society, the culture, the people around us to following Jesus through things, into his thoughts, his paradigms, his perspective. For he heals us along the way, yes, but there are times and moments when we fully followed him to the end of something that then he turns and that healing comes. And today he's inviting us into a healing that can only come when we travel with him into his paradigms and his father's ways. In verse 3, some Pharisees came to Jesus to test him. This was such a common thing, and it just kept coming. They sure wanted to make this man fall, to lose legitimacy in the eyes of the people, to become a threat to the Roman Empire so that he'd become executed, or for him to demonstrate a certain lawlessness or a false prophecy so that the religious leaders could kill him. Jesus had traps uh, all around him on every side, But thankfully, he was always eyes to the Father. So let's see what he says, him and his Father as one. They asked, the Pharisees did, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any and every reason? What an interesting question to be asking Jesus. It's somewhat of the same question that this culture, this society is asking. Is divorce fine and can we just do it whenever? If I don't feel like I love my spouse anymore, can we just separate? What's, what's the boundaries for separation? And the Pharisees are asking Jesus, what is the lawful boundaries to marriage and separation of marriage? And Jesus speaks right to the heart of it. And may these words echo into your heart, and may they echo through you into your family, your friends, your spheres of influence. Verse 4, Jesus asks a very good question. Haven't you read, he replied. Haven't you read? It's a good question for our times, our seasons today, and the culture that we're a part of. We've stopped reading the words of the everlasting God. He says, Haven't you read, he replied, that at the beginning the Creator made them male and female, and said, For this reason a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate, separate, or let man not separate. Jesus is drawing from Genesis 1.27, Genesis 2.24. He's giving a picture of the Father, the Creator, being very intentional in how he created. The Creator could have made 20 different genders, 20 different sexualities. He could have made just two, male and female, but he could have given there to be like eight males and eight females to start. At the beginning, God wanted everything to begin with only two and two different parts that represent him as one whole being. This is so fundamental. This is the very beginning of human existence. The demonic is trying to separate us from his history and separate us so we don't understand both where we came from So that we cannot understand where we're going and what our very nature and design is compromised of. I have had so many conversations with people surrounding this area of gender and sexuality. And when it's stripped of there being one who created, and when it's stripped from there actually being a communication of why God created us that way, it makes total sense that as humans, We're left to have to make things up on our own, discover things on our own, develop our own rules and our own systems of thought process that lead us down into many forms of pain and death. God makes it very clear here through Jesus that he's the creator, that male and female was his purpose, and that actually that then the two become one flesh, What I love about this is that God, as we're going to see later down in this text, is pointing these Pharisees to the deeper thing. This is not about, oh, what's an excuse for divorce? I don't want to talk about divorce right now. I want to talk about original design. What was it supposed to be like? It's only through that that you can appropriately look at the matter of divorce. The Pharisees hear this, but they continue on questioning him in verse 7. Why then, they asked, did Moses command that a man give his wife a certificate of divorce and send her away? Jesus replied, Moses permitted you to divorce your wives because your hearts were hard, but it was not this way from the beginning. I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife except for marital unfaithfulness and marries another woman commits adultery. Jesus clarifies the boundaries. Psalm 16 says, Your boundary lines for me have fallen in pleasant places. Indeed, I have a delightful inheritance. That same psalm ends with, In your presence, O God, is fullness of joy, and at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. We live in a society that is so joyless. We have never experienced, at least documented in this nation, the level of depression and anxiety that plagues us. Most of that is based on sexual confusion whether it's different forms of gender and sexual confusion with multiple partners or partners of the same gender, whenever you begin to fuse, either in a sexual act or even in internal lustful thoughts, when you begin to mess with the fusing power of sexuality and you artificially start to become one with someone outside of the safety of marriage— Your soul comes under major trauma, and you cannot sustain God's joy. This has been something that's very hidden uh, and not very exposed, but even statistically. I'm not going to go into all the different studies. There's so much online on all all these different perspectives, But you see that so much of what's trailed behind the development of the sexual revolution in the 1960s and 70s, and then what's followed in the degeneration of home and family, and the vision of one man and one woman being the only safe space for sex, and that only in a context of marriage, what has followed behind is so much joylessness, so much mental health issues, and so much depression. So I want to encourage those of you listening onto this podcast, may God give you a real confidence and authority to point people back to the Creator, to help people to understand that when God gave us sexuality, it was to be the very place that we could experience what we'll have forever. Two parts becoming one in unity. 1 Corinthians 6 puts it this way: if a man unites himself with a prostitute, now that's not in a marriage covenant, that's not with a plan to live together, that's just committing the physical act of sex. If a man unites himself with a prostitute, he becomes one with her in flesh. But if one unites himself with the Lord, he becomes one with him in spirit. What's so beautiful about sexuality, it is the gift of God to two parts, man and woman, representing God and the church, God and creation. These two parts that are separate, both having individual wills, then when they choose to come back together, it's only from that place, Only one male and one woman can reproduce eternal spiritual life through another human being. That has been reserved. Science, technology, nothing can take that away. Even though there's so many different forms of gender and sexuality and perversion, God still retains the right to only release an eternal being that will never be removed from existence, will always be whether with him forever in righteousness or destroyed forever in judgment. God knows that this is the holy place reserved where I and humanity express my glory. This is such an important message for our time. His boundary lines for us have fallen in pleasant places. Whether for you, whether it's lust things or whether it's your finances. Whatever category of life, if you will, just like they did in Matthew 19, 1 through 2, if you'll just continue to follow Jesus, if you'll just continue to move with him and allow him to lead you to where he's going, it's at that place he heals you. So may you be healed of past sin, any place where you stepped out of his boundaries. May you be healed, encouraged, and made alive by the power of the Holy Spirit verse 10 when the disciples come to the conclusion of this teaching and they realize that the only legitimate way out of marriage is if the other partner is sexually unfaithful this is their response the disciples said to him if this is the situation between a husband and a wife it is better not to marry (laughs) just think of that peter at this time is married we don't i don't know as much about the other disciples but it's so funny, this response, wow, if, if marriage and sexual intimacy is literally two parts fusing into one, and you can't get out except for if the other one is sexually unfaithful, it's just better not to go there. Let's just not even have to deal with this mystery and this profound image of the nature of God. And Jesus replies, verse 11, not everyone can accept this word, but only those to whom it has been given. For some are eunuchs because they were born that way. Others were made that way by men, and others have renounced marriage because of the kingdom of heaven. The one who can accept this should accept it. What's so beautiful here is Jesus is not putting the eunuchs above those in marriage, but he's saying that there are some to whom that has been given. There is a particular giftedness, a particular grace that positions you to be able to accept that invitation to be like Jesus. Jesus was not a eunuch at birth. His sexual parts, his sexual capabilities had not been damaged. Two, he was not made a eunuch. As many servants of that time, especially if they were functioning in the palace, they were actually made eunuchs, which was such a horrific uh, event, a horrific circumstance for people. But Jesus is talking about those that renounce marriage, that choose to function like a eunuch because of the kingdom of heaven. This is Jesus's track. He was called to this. He was going to be able to manifest the kingdom of heaven in a special way by not getting married. Here's what that is for us and all and for all of us listening and for those that God will have us carry this message to. There are people called to demonstrate a certain wedness or marriage to Christ in this age that a marriage with another human being would compromise or lessen the fruitfulness and the impact based on how God designed them and what he's called them to in this age. Second, all for the rest of us that are not called as such, our marriage is called primarily and above all to be an image, a prototype, and a preparation, not only for our own hearts, but for all our loved ones around us. It's a preparation for that day where no marriage covenants will exist except for the communal marriage covenant to Jesus, where Jesus is one with us as a community, and we are the bride. I want to encourage us as we conclude, may your hearts not be hard. May we be a people that can help people see the foundations, the boundary lines of heaven's perspective, and may we all get caught up in seeing our hearts and those around us prepared for the day when the one wedding, the one marriage, is the only marriage that remains, a marriage that God says he will never leave and he will never issue a divorce to. Thanks for joining with us today. May God continue to reveal to you by His Spirit who indeed is this Jesus.